the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VAW FM 88.1. My name is Mudiwa Mob Justice Gavasa and I'll be your host until about uh, 8 p.m. tonight. We're broadcasting live from our studios right here in Brownfontaine and we're going to be giving you your weekly dose of that business, economics, news and how the world um, affects you and your pocket. Uh, but uh, before we continue with uh, the, the show, I'd like to just uh, take this time to wish a special person in my life near and dear uh, a true blessing and uh, a force of nature uh, her name is linia and i wanted to just say happy birthday hope you had a great one yeah so with the rest of the show i just want to talk about uh, consumer protection we're going to be looking at um what does um, consumer protection mean and when we say consumer protection we're talking about what rights uh, does a person have um, when it comes to the consumer market so when you're buying goods and services out there what sort of um, rights and obligations are afforded to you as a consumer and uh, what type of uh, rights and obligations are enforced on the people that are selling to you. Um, in fact, you know, when you actually think about it, when it comes to like contract law, for example, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I remember it was explained to us in a law class once upon a time that when you see prices of goods in a shop, the price that you see is not like the final price. But if you as a consumer don't go and try to negotiate that, then it's just taken as the price and you continue with life. And what tends to happen is that a lot of people don't know that they have an option to actually negotiate some type of price. And uh, we all end up just taking whatever prices we see as uh, as face value and that goes on. So it's the little things like that that's what we're going to be uh, just talking about as we go through the show today and we're going to be having a telephonic discussion uh, with Omar Amaru who is uh, from the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman and then we're going to be also talking to Mr. Akona Mbetsu who is a corporate uh, lawyer uh, from Legal Aid SA just giving us um, some some technical analysis on what uh, consumer law actually means and how you can actually use it to your own advantage in your everyday life. Also coming up for the rest of the show we're going to be having our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news with our financial expert Zanele Kunene. And then we're also going to be uh, having our Buffalo Index where we give you a roundup of um, how your 100 rands are looking for this week. In terms of social media, remember that you can uh, find us, uh, that's a Voice of Vits. You can find us on Facebook, that's Voice of Vits of VowFM. And then you can also find uh, the Vits Radio Academy Facebook page. On Twitter, we're at VowFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. Our WhatsApp line is 0840784912, and you can also stream the station live on VowFM.co.za. Remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business on the other side of this we get into our business wrap you're tuned in to the business bus it's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we have Zanele Kunene, who is our financial expert, to unpack that from BDO Wealth Advisors. How are you, Zanele? Oh, my word, Mudiwa, I don't know, hey. So much has been <laughs> happening. So much has been happening in the past few weeks. You know, we had the protests in Alex. Mm. We had the strike at SARS. Yes. We had load shedding. Mm. 
yo, yo, yo. There's been quite a lot, so I think um, this evening I'm going to start off with some slight good news, something to make us a bit happy. Yeah. Um, so let us look at the uh, the performance how, or how the JSC has performed in the first quarter because those results came out. Yeah. And that uh, it's pretty dope because um, the JSC rose by about eight percent, and that's really good considering that last year, you know, it was very, it was like the most volatile year ever. Yes. You know, it yes. was the growth was quite flat. Um, and just for us to perform at just for us to get that eight percent now, it's really dope. And this is largely due to the fact that um, the heavyweights at the in the JSC, you know, I'm speaking about the NASPERS and the Anglo Americans and the Bulletins, those heavyweights who um who, who are just about like a handful of the investment which are like the handful of the companies that um are on the JSC and how they've influenced um, this, these results. So it's not the entire order, the companies there. It's this handful of companies that have performed well and that is what has given us that 8% um, because they are RAND hedged funds. And what RAND hedged funds are, uh, or RAND hedged funds are, is, is it is companies that have like very limited exposure to South African revenue or operations. Um, and this is for the aim of providing like protection against RAND weakness. So that is why the global equity markets did so well. But if we want to have like a, um, a good look at like actually how did the markets actually do in South Africa or just so that it gives an indication of how our economy is doing, we look at the SA Inc. And it was quite and it was quite disappointing because we didn't perform really well. Um, the SA Inc. are like the companies that do majority of their business in SA. These are like the ones that you see all around, like your Mr. Prices, your Mazmart, your Willys, Jewels, Shopify, your Capitex and those. You know, they did not perform quite well. And surprisingly, last year, even though we had so much volatility last year, yeah. um, they were actually holding it down. You know, they performed. It wasn't great, but they performed well. You know, um, and that, that was due to the improved efficiencies that they applied, um, how they were cutting costs and how they just positioned themselves. And, and just to look now at how they, they're struggling to do so, you know, it's quite worrying. Mm. It really is quite worrying. But just looking at how our economy is doing right now, you know, we are in a recovery, a recovery phase. So it's understandable at the same time. It's still a bit worrying. Um, but, but moody. Moody wasn't Moody when Moody <laughs> looked at us. <laughs> when Moody looked at us on last week Friday, um, they basically said they're going to leave us as is um, at, um, I believe it's sub-investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At sub-investment grade, which which means that they've got a stable outlook on South Africa. So they believe that we can, you know, drive the economy and that we'll be able to do so. Um, and when the news came out, it positively impacted the RAND because the RAND was trading at about 49.50 to 49.50 and it's strengthened now. We had like four, we're like we're below 49.20 cents. That's really good. The impact that um, what Moody um, said on the RAND was really, really great. But Moody also mentioned its concerns. Um, I think we all share the same concern. When I say concern, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Moody? I'm thinking uh, the things perhaps that they are worried about when it comes to the economy or the types of things that they want us to either fix or watch out for in the future. Yeah, but which is the biggest concern you have right now when you yes, look at our come. economy? Yes, ESCOM, ESCOM, <laughs> ESCOM. My goodness. Um, so with ESCOM really 
ESCOM, when ESCOM's putting us through, what, what ESCOM is putting the consumer through, it's ridiculous. Um, because now they've applied, you know, the, the electricity tariffs that um, will be applied now, um, they'll increase. So in the next three years, there'll be um, increases. For so the first year, it'd be 9.4%. In the second year, 8.1%. In the third year, 5.22%. So that on the consumer, that on businesses, that will that's not going to positively affect it. It's going to negatively affect uh, um, us. And if you look as well at... Um, all the other things that are affecting us as consumers. Look at the petrol price increase. Huh? Another one. Um, and that one is huge. That one's so huge because mm. we just had a petrol increase. Mm. And now it's happening again. It's like, when does the consumer get to breathe? When does the consumer get to say, okay, this is my disposable income and this is what I'm going to put my money into? Because when, when, um, when, when the consumer's pocket is restricted or when it's um what can i say when there's a, when a, the consumer's pocket is burdened like this the first thing that comes to mind is not saving mm. the first thing that comes to mind is i've got to pay these bills i've got to you know spend my my disposable income has to fix my life you know i can't use that to grow my wealth it's not you're not thinking wealth creation you're thinking managing my life um, and if you look at the impact that this increase of the petrol price will have um, on food, on food, price, well, food prices, um, on businesses, just in general, this will impact every area of the consumer's life. But I'm hopeful that with the upcoming elections, you know, there will be a positive turn um, and it will reflect on the market, it will reflect in the economy, and most importantly, it will reflect upon consumers. And we will then be able to look at wealth creation, be able to, you know, to use our money to really better ourselves. And that's the main purpose of it all, you know. We all want to flex. Okay, and nothing's going to flex right now. So I'm tremendously hopeful. I'm tremendously hopeful for that. We all want to flex. Those are the words that are coming from our financial expert, who is from BDO Wealth Advisors, just giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. But as you heard, uh, the biggest issue at the moment is the fact that um, there are so many pressures that are on the South African consumer um, at the moment. Outside of the JSC, as first quarter results are showing that there's an 8% rise on the consumer level. Um, ESCOM in terms of uh, load shedding and electricity tariffs um, that are set to rise for the next uh, two to three years, as well as one of the biggest fuel hikes we've had in recent um, in recent months um, is all putting a lot of pressure on uh, consumers. And uh, Zanet is advocating that we need to be finding ways um, to, to, to build wealth so that we can actually be able to flex uh, on, on each other and uh, to the world. So, yeah, that was our business wrap for today. Thank you so much to Zanele for giving us that roundup. On the other side of this, we get into the state of your 100 rand. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into our Buffalo Index as a part of the show where we let you know what the state of your 100 Rand is looking like. And today it is the 4th of April. And on the 4th of April, I decided that uh, it's time for for perhaps me to give uh, my uh, annual um, Jelly Tots update. Uh, For those who don't know, um, I'm an Ecos geek. And one of the ways that I used to track inflation back in the day uh, was actually through the price of Jelly Tots. Uh, 
because when I first got to, when I first started really getting into jelly tots, I think they're such a random thing, but I love jelly tots. Um, they used to cost like seven rand fifty, uh, which means you could get like twelve to thirteen packets of jelly tots for a hundred rand. But right now, a packet of jelly tots, uh, the original, uh, the original jelly tots that are hundred grams, it will cost you uh, sixteen rand. That's fifteen rand ninety nine, which means you can only get six packets uh, for your buffalo, which as far as I'm concerned is just crazy, you know. So if you want to understand what inflation does, you can look at um, those a small example like jelly tots because in the space of about nine years we've seen the price of jelly tots actually rising uh, from around seven seven rand fifty uh, to the 16 rand level that it is now i think inflation is sitting at around 4.5 percent but it shows you what the compounding effect of inflation is one two it also shows you the fact that um, despite having um, inflation figures, inflation figures tend to be an aggregate or an average, uh, and it's not necessarily a uh, it's not necessarily a fixed number that prices are rising by. It's an average of what's going on in the whole co- in the whole economy, which means some prices might rise at a faster level. Uh, but now coming back uh, to today's uh, particular topic, um, we're talking around the consumer goods and the consumer protection and consumer law. And I thought it would be interesting for us to just maybe observe the fact that um, around 40% of lawyers surveyed um, uh, in South Africa actually... Um, show that they charge between a thousand and a thousand five hundred rand um, an hour for their services. So if you have a consumer dispute, like for example, you go and you buy a TV, and then you see that um, it was advert, it was on special online for let's say five thousand rand, and then you go to the shop and they tell you no, it's eight thousand rand, and then you say, but you didn't say it's an online only. Then they're like no, and and they don't have any straight answers for you, and then you want to challenge them, for example, it will cost you um, up to 15 buffaloes per hour if you want to enlist the services of a lawyer but if you want to maybe go through uh, the 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 public entity way maybe through the the ombudsman uh, you can go to the consumer goods and services ombudsman and uh, from what uh, they're saying it's going to be free of charge and they'll be able to help you with your case and we're actually going to be talking to someone from the consumer goods and services ombud um, on the other side of this so keep it locked this is the business buzz more justice on the business bars. It's time for us to get into our main topic for today's show. We are talking consumer rights. We're talking consumer protection. Uh, but remember that you can let us know some of your thoughts. If you've had a bad experience with a shop, uh, with uh, anyone really where you where you are where you are the customer and you've either received bad service or the products haven't lived up to what they are, um, you can let us know on Facebook. We are Vow FM, that's Voice of Vits, and you can also find our other Facebook page, uh, that's the Vits Radio Academy. You can also find us on Twitter, that's at Vow FM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So I'm sure that most of us have probably uh, had some form of bad customer experience uh, from a business, from a bank, uh, from... Um, 
photographers, from uh, product dealers, from a mechanic and the like. And for today's show, we're going to be talking about how you can actually navigate uh, through some of those experiences and the actions that you can take to actually ensure that your customer experience um, and your customer ex- and your customer rights, sorry, are actually protected and they can actually be enforced. And for us to begin our conversation, we actually wanted to, wanted to hear uh, from the people that are actually um, out there to protect us um, on the public sector side. And we are talking to uh, uh, Uma, who is Uma Romaru, who is uh, the media liaison training and outreach manager uh, for the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. How are you, Uma? I am well, thank you. Um, for some of our listeners who might not have ever heard um, what the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud is about or how, uh, what type of services uh, you provide, uh, can you let us know what that is about? Yes, thank you for that question and good evening to the listeners. The Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman Office, it was established in terms of the Consumer Protection Act Section 82. Mm. We are an independent body. We are not under government. We are not funded by government. We are totally independent. We look into consumer complaints. We receive complaints on our daily basis. That is one of our primary mandates. And secondly, our mandate is to make sure that there is fairness in the market. We ensure that between the consumer and the supplier who is the business, there is fairness whenever there's a dispute arising. So when there's a dispute arising, the consumers need to notify their suppliers and give the suppliers a chance to rectify the problem. And if they are not happy or not satisfied with the outcome, then their next platform, as per the Consumer Protection Act, they need to approach an ombudsman, and that is where we come in. And what type of powers do you, do you actually have um, in terms of uh, some of these disputes, and are your services paid for? Okay, we do not have enforcement powers. Mm. What we do, we mediate, we conciliate, and then we give a recommendation on the alleged cases. Yeah. And however, if both of the parties are not accepting the recommendations, then the act specifically say the consumer has the power to take the matter to the next level, of which the next level will be the National Consumer Commission Office. On your second question, our services are for free. We service South African consumers for free. We do not charge for any case. So am I am I understanding what you're saying correctly if I were to say so you guys are sort of like the CCMA but for consumers in relation to businesses Exactly we are that <laughs> we mediate cases we, we 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 actually listen to both parties Yeah we do not take sides yeah. if a consumer approaches us and say this is what I came across at an X store and because we resolve complaints in line with the Consumer Protection Act. There's several sections in the Act that gives the power to the consumer to say if this is what you've gone through mm. or if this is what you've purchased and it did not give you worth of what you paid for, mm. you have the platform to a redress 
or to a recourse. That is exactly what we do. And so with all of that in mind then, can you then walk our listeners through uh, what the process would be if someone, for example, has an unresolved complaint with a supplier or or a business? Uh, what are the processes for actually lodging a complaint and what is what are the usual time frames uh, for resolving some of these disputes? Yes, certainly. Between a consumer and a supplier, something went wrong through the transaction. Yeah. So what the Act normally says, it says if you purchase a product or any goods of some kind and it's not serving the purpose that it's supposed to serve, that means that product or goods is defective. So the Act gives you provision and yeah. the power as a consumer to return that product. When you go around the businesses or the suppliers, you find those big signs that says no return, no refund. Those signs are unlawful because the law gives provision if the item is defective, you have all the rights to return it back. And what am I saying when I say that? Maybe you will ask, what will be the time frame? The law specifically say within six months from the date of purchase. Mm. That product that you have paid for, it needs to function 100% fully according to the expectation. And if it's not giving you that, then you have the right to return it back. And now, what is critical or what I would like to advise the listeners, we do not identify a problem with the product and then we open it. Because when you open it and trying to fix it, you are waiving your rights. Immediately, if you purchase a microwave, for example, yeah. the purpose of the microwave is for it to warm the food. Mm. And if it's not giving you that, that means that microwave is defective. It needs to go back to the store. Yeah. So now you go to the store. When you go there, you are, uh, you, you are welcomed by a sign that says, no refund, no returns. Mm. You ignore that because you, you now know, understand the act. You approach the manager, you say, this is what the microwave is doing. So this thing is not working. So the law specifically say you have the right as a consumer to ask for your refund or a replacement or a repair. When it goes down, the act says that is your choice as a consumer. You know, you go to those businesses whereby they say they will repair the item. No. The law says it is your choice. You tell them what you want. You want your money in full, you want a replacement, or you want a repay. So that is your power that you are given by the Consumer Protection Act. And if that is not happening, then you approach the ombudsman. When you phone us, you phone us through our call center number that is operating from Monday to Friday. Mm. However, you can also lodge a complaint on our website. When you go to our website, it will show you how to lodge a complaint. Either than that, you can call us and we'll take your complaint over the phone. So that's how you lodge a complaint. And once we receive your complaint, we assess if it's within our jurisdiction. It's very important. What do I mean by that? I mean, we are the consumer goods and services ombudsman. That Mm. is our office. It's restricted to take complaints that has to do with goods and services. And if you phone us and you say you bought a car 
and there's something wrong with the fan belt that is out of our jurisdiction. There's an office or an ombudsman that is set for that. That is motor industry ombudsman. Oh, so we'll I direct see. your complaint there. And if you phone us with regards to your account that you are paying but the account is not going down, then that is not within our jurisdiction. There's an ombudsman for that. That is the credit ombudsman. Yeah. So we come in when you have signed contract and you want to cancel. We come in when you've bought, you've bought any type of goods or product and you are not getting what is worth your money. That's where you, we come in. And then we will capture your complaint and we send it to the supplier for the feedback. So I encourage... No, I, I have yes. to just interject very quickly. Sorry. Um, there was a point you mentioned just now where you said um, consumers need to know that shops that have a sign which says no refund, no returns, that's illegal. Uh, mm-hmm. But can 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 the shop owner in that particular case not argue to say that a person willingly bought um, from that shop knowing that there were no returns. Therefore, they sort of entered into some type of, uh, can I say, they, they sort of agreed to buy knowing that there were no returns. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. <laughs> I hear you very well. But that, that is violating consumer rights. Mm. We cannot have a business that is operating in South Africa and their terms and condition, they are above Consumer Protection Act. Mm. It did not happen. So your terms and conditions have to be as a business in line with the Consumer Protection Act. Yeah. The only time that we will adhere to your terms and conditions as a store is when the consumer has a change of heart. You know when you buy something and you get home, they scream at you, why did you buy it? And then you decide the following day you are returning it. That is a change <laughs> of heart. <laughs> then you are not protected by the act, you see? Uh, but okay. if there's everything wrong about that product, that policy from the store, it doesn't apply. The CPA has to take over. You understand? Okay. Okay. No, no, no. From that point of view, I, I, I think I understand. And yes. there's something else uh, we also then wanted to check is, um, how do you guys ensure the fact that you remain independent? Because you talked about um, the fact that you guys are an independent body, you're not uh, part of government and all of that. So, one, who does the ombud actually answer to? And how do you actually maintain that, uh, that independence? Actually, as I said earlier on my opening, Mm. this office was established in terms of Section 82 of the Consumer Protection Act. So there is a body that is called the National Consumer Commission that is a custodian of the Consumer Protection Act legislation. So that body is the one that drafted this office code of conduct and they submitted that code of conduct to the DTI, to Mm. Minister of trade and industry. Yeah. And he reviewed the code of conduct and he gazetted it to the industry. Yeah. And the industry accepted it that it will be wise to have an ombudsman who will be totally independent in looking at the complaints. Yeah. Hence, our role is not totally to say we are on the side of the consumer. Mm. Our role is to make sure that there is fairness in the market. 
Our role is to make sure that there is no exploitation. And our role is to give the consumer the platform to complain if they are not getting joy at the business level. So we remain totally independent in that regard. And we do not get receive any funds from the government. This office is funded by the industry, and of which the industry, they are paying an annual levy to make sure that we mediate the cases that they have. Mm. But it's not like when you've bought into another store, we will say, no, these people are not under us. We resolve a complaint from any other shop that you've purchased from. As long as it's within the space of goods and services, then you can approach us. And then finally, uh, perhaps for our listeners out there who listen, who uh, might want to take up your services, what are the most common cases um, that you find yourself dealing with? The most common cases are around goods. When I'm talking about goods, it can be your furniture in the house, your electric appliances. Those are the most ones that we receive. Yeah. Because now when you talk about furniture, the salesperson told me that, for instance, this is 100% <laughs> leather, and after three months, this thing is coming out, yeah. you know, such things. And you bought dining room suit, and the chairs are wiggling. You yeah. don't know what is happening, and they are cheap. Those are the kinds of re- complaints we received, majority. Secondly, we received contract agreement cancellation. You know, before the Consumer Protection Act, you couldn't get out of a six-term contract. Mm. But according to the Act, it gives you the provision to go out. However, you will have to pay penalty fee. But the problem, I like to talk to the consumers about this and the listeners. When you cancel, for instance, a cell phone agreement, it's 24 months, right? Maybe on the eighth month, you, you get retrenched. So you must know that you have the right to cancel. You can cancel. But when that cell phone company gives you the settlement amount, it's almost as like you are paying the whole balance, you know, (laughs) the whole 24 months. So that is where the ombudsman comes in. Because the act says the cancellation fee must be fair and reasonable. So you as a mere consumer sitting there at home, you wouldn't know what is fair and reasonable. But if they give you a settlement amount and you see that you can still not afford this, you can approach the ombudsman. Then we will assess if the settlement is fair and reasonable. So those are the kind of complaints we receive, majority goods and contract cancellations. That was us. We were on the line with Omar Amaru, who is the media liaison training and outreach manager with the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, letting us know about uh, some of the rights uh, and rights and protections that are afforded to consumers according to the uh, Consumer Protection Act and uh, some of the services that they as the Ombud are actually responsible for and that you can get. Uh, some big takeaways uh, from what she was saying. If you find yourself in a situation where people are saying your goods and services, there's no return, no, there's no return or no refund and stuff like that, it is illegal. She is telling you right now. And this is uh, one of the things I was trying to highlight at the start of the show, uh, that there are a lot of these things that uh, people tend not to know. Uh, and uh, you find uh, business people actually taking advantage of it. Um, so it's good to inform yourself. Um, so on the other side of this, we continue informing you as uh, as 
consumers um, just around uh, consumer protection and we're going to be talking to a lawyer uh, letting us know what uh, other, or how you can actually take um, legal action when it comes to consumer protection keep it locked this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz Remember that you can keep in touch with us. We are talking consumer protection. You can find us on Facebook. We are Vow FM. That's Voice of Vits. And you can also find our other Facebook page. That's uh, the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM. And you can also find our uh, our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. We just uh, talked to Omar Amaru, who is from the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, letting us know about what uh, rights and uh, rights and protections are afforded to U.S. consumers from the Consumer Protection Act and some of the actions you can take on your behalf. And but right now we're just going to be talking more uh, around what the law actually says and some of the legal actions that uh, people can actually take when it comes to consumer protection. And on the line we're joined by Mr. Uh, Mr. Akona Nobetsu, who is a corporate legal attorney uh, with Legal Aid South Africa's national office. How are you, Akona? I'm good. How are you? Uh, no, no, no. I'm doing all right. We actually just spoke to someone from the Consumer Goods and Services uh, Ombud, and she was letting us know about some of the rights that are afforded to consumers under the Consumer Protection Act. So for for some of our listeners out there, could you unpack um, some of the more salient points that people uh, might, want, might not actually know uh, from an everyday point of view that you think would be important? Okay. Firstly, I would I would love to start by maybe uh, describing what is a consumer, you know. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the instances which the Consumer Protection Act applies. Yeah. Um, a consumer is, is any person to whom goods or services are marketed. Yeah. Uh, any person who enters into a transaction with a supplier. Uh, for for securing for or procuring goods and services. And the, act, the Consumer Protection Act, it is the act that protects the rights of every consumer in South Africa. It applies to every transaction that occurs within the Republic of South Africa. Uh, that is a transaction relating to procuring goods and services. Um, and 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 the most important thing, the rights. I think the most important rights in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. I'll just call it the CPA. Yeah. The application, um, is that when you buy goods, they must meet certain requirements. Um, basically, there are three requirements they must meet. Uh, the goods must be safe when you're buying whatever item you're buying from any shop. Uh, it must meet the following requirements. It must be safe, it must be of good quality, yeah. it must be in good working order, and it must be free of any defects. I think that's the most important one. Uh, whatever you buy must be free from any defects. And secondly, the other requirement is that uh, the goods must be, you know, they must be suitable for the purpose they were intended. And thirdly, they must be usable and durable for a reasonable period of time. So in a case so, where, where yeah. consumer rights, sorry, um, are, have been compromised legally, yeah. uh, what 
tend to be the steps um, that a person can actually take to um, resolve resolve their dispute. We've already spoken about um, the, the 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 route of using the the ombud, but outside of yeah. that, what type of legal action can can a consumer actually take? Before he can actually resort to legal action, you see, he has these remedies. Yeah. The following three remedies. Let's say he buy some items or goods that are not meeting the requirements I've just mentioned. Um, you see, the the simplest remedies that are provided in the act are the following. He has three three remedies that he he can embark on. He can return the goods. You see, if if the goods are not meeting those requirements I've mentioned, he can choose to return those goods. Secondly, if he doesn't want to return those goods to that supplier, he can ask that supplier to repair those goods. Thirdly, if he doesn't want to exercise any of the two options, he can actually ask for a refund of those goods. Um, I think those are the simplest, those are the simple remedies that the consumer has. Because you see now, if he has to engage on legal action, you see he has to pay lawyers and all these things. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to incur more costs. You'll find the item report is not that expensive now yeah. if he goes to lawyers. I think the, the, the aim of the act was actually to try and eliminate lawyers in the whole process because it wanted to make it simple for consumers. <laughs> because once lawyers are involved, there's a lot of money that people have to pay. Or there is money that people have to pay. Not all lawyers are expensive, eh? so, and, and and by the way, legal in South Africa, where yeah. I come from, we don't charge people anything for the services we provide. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because something we we wanted to perhaps get your take on um, is when we're talking to uh, Ms. Ramaru from uh, the Ombud, she let us know that um, businesses are not allowed to display signs that talk about um, no returns and no refunds and that that is actually against the law and i actually yes. and i wanted to hear your thoughts and i said but if a person goes and buys goods from someone who says no returns no no refunds ostensibly or tacitly can we not say that that person entered into a contract with someone who does not accept um refunds and returns yeah, yeah. no i get you you see, the thing is, you see, the thing is, uh, with, with, with our legal system here in South Africa, our laws take precedence of the practices of the business people around the country yeah. or of the businesses around the country. You see, a, a, a business or a supplier or, or a shop, you know, can display those notices, you know, at, uh, notifying people that there are no refunds here, you know, if you buy things here. Uh, will not refund, or they will have a refund policy, you see, uh, which is maybe strict to comply with. It's difficult for you to get your refund because the requirements they set out there are actually difficult to comply with. Mm. The position is, legally speaking, is that the CPA, this Consumer Protection Act, takes takes precedence over that. Um, even though the, the, that business or that shop will have those notices, those notices will not be they will not be binding on you as the consumer. Yeah. Uh, you see, the right that flows from the Consumer Protection Act takes takes precedent over over those practices by these shops. Mm. Yeah. So even though there might be such notices, they don't stop you from enforcing your rights that are flowing from the Consumer Protection Act. In other words, even though uh, there might be notices saying 
uh, there are no refunds here. If you buy goods in that shop and those goods are not meeting those requirements I've, I've, I've told you about, like you, you buy stuff from that shop and it's not functioning when you when you try to use it at home. Yeah. Even though there is that notice there that says ah, there are no refunds in this shop, you still, in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, entitled to return those goods and ask for a refund. It's your right to do that. The shop will try, you see, the shop, of course, the shop owner or whoever is, is in charge of that business will try and alert you to the fact that there is that notice here that call that tells you that there are no refunds. <laughs> in that situation, you'll have to refer maybe a dispute. You'll have to refer your dispute to the to the consumer commission. Yeah. They have, I think there's a person you talked to earlier, I there's maybe told you about some offices where where the consumer can actually go to or report their complaints to. Um, actually, on that particular point where you see, uh, that actual confrontation that ends up yeah. happening between a consumer yeah, and, and the and business yeah, person. And the, yeah, and the, and the shop on, yeah. I want, we wanted to maybe get a sense of, um, in your experience, what t- tend to be the most common defenses or the most uh, usual counter defenses that um, shop owners or retailers tend to give against um, actually uh, serving out the rights of a consumer according to the CPA? The the common one is, is the, the common one is the fact that they will they will just show you the notice or they will alert you <laughs> the fact that there is a notice here. <laughs> so just look at that notice, it tells you that <laughs> you don't accept the funds here. Mm. And and you see this is the uh, maybe this is the this is the problem with the law or the difficulty with the law. You see, the law will say you have this right. But in the actual world, in the real world, when you go to these shop owners or retailers, they tell you there's a refund policy and there's nothing we can do for you, sir, uh, if you can leave. <laughs> and and remember, you can't force them to, at that time, mm. you can't force them to give you a refund. If they tell you, can you just leave our shop? We have told you we don't have refund. There is a notice. You, you should have seen the notice or you saw the notice before you bought the stuff. You see, so the implementation of these rights, the enforcement of these rights, you see now, it means now you must, you have to go and report this to a consumer commission office. And then also the consumer, uh, the, 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 that the consumer commission also must investigate, you know, they must conduct an investigation. And it's only when they find in your favor that indeed your rights have been violated, that they will maybe make an order to that to that retailer that it must actually give you a refund. So it takes some time, that process as well. Yeah. So so when we're doing these things, you see, the most important thing is you must have records. You see, um, keeping diaries might be old-fashioned, but I think <laughs> in these times of CCA, you need to have that diary because when you go into that shop, you need to record because when you report to the Consumer Commission, they want the steps they have taken. This is why I was saying the CPA, it seems, you see, the main focus is for people to enforce these rights by themselves. Yeah. Because when you report to the Consumer Commission, they will want the steps you have taken, you know, to try to enforce your right. What did you do when you find out that this item is not working? What did you do when this person said, uh, when this retailer said to you, uh, they, we don't accept refunds here? You know, all those things. So you need to record these things now. When you go to that shop, you record that on this date. I went to this shop. I talked to this guy. You take names of the of the people you find in that shop. I spoke to this guy. He said APC. You know, you record these things. Yeah. So that when you actually take it further, 
and, and try to enforce your rights by reporting to the Consumer Commission, you, you actually have, you know, some record, some sort of evidence. And then, and then, uh, before you actually go, I'm glad that we have a lawyer on the phone because I wanted you to settle something. I actually made mention of this at the start of the show, and it's something that we were taught uh, when I was at school. Uh, I yeah. did one or two law courses, and I remember when we got to consumer protection, one of the things yeah. that our lecturers told us is the fact that when you go into a shop and you see prices displayed under contract law, you're allowed to go and negotiate the price there because the price that's on a good in a store is merely a suggestion. And you are meant to then agree to take yeah. this suggestion. And most of the time, consumers don't know that it's just a suggestion. They just take it. And therefore, you just enter into this contract not knowing that you could have gone and actually negotiated um, for that price. So I wanted to check from you, is that true, that prices in shops, it's merely a suggestion and that consumers, to some extent, have a right to actually go and maybe negotiate before agreeing on a final price? Yes. Yes, I, that is true, because remember when you're buying an item, you conclude a transaction, you conclude a sale agreement with, the, with, the, with that retailer. So the terms of that uh, of that sale agreement, they really depend on you, the two of you, the parties <laughs> to that agreement. If you're not happy about that price, if you think that price is, is you know, the price is, you know, it's, it's not a proper price, mm. you can negotiate. And, and, and then if, if you agree, if you manage to convince that retailer that they can sell you at a, at a lower price, then that price that you are agreeing about will be the binding price. It will be the price that you can actually buy the item on. So it's true. You, we can negotiate. It's, it's important really that many consumers know of it, that they can actually negotiate for prices to go down where they can. They need good negotiation skills there. <laughs> Because uh, most retailers will tell you that we are selling these items at those prices. But it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's a suggestion. It's, it's something that is open to negotiation. You can negotiate. So you heard it right here on the business buzz. We are, con- we, we are informing you, we're letting you know that if you see a price in the shop, you can go and find yourself a negotiation. I don't know how many of you are actually going to do it, but under the law, it can be a thing. So thank you so much to Mr. Uh, Akona Nobetsu, who is a corporate legal attorney with Legal Aid South Africa's national office, uh, for letting us know about uh, some of the rights that are afforded under the Consumer Protection Act. I think the the big one, as you heard, is the fact that one price is just a suggestion. Uh, But the other one that you heard is the fact that sometimes when it comes to solving some of these consumer disputes, uh, some of the simplest ways to do it and the most affordable ways are the simplest things such as just returning a product, getting a refund or asking for uh, whoever sold you the the goods to actually repair it on your behalf uh, because he actually warned that if you enter a legal process, you're probably going to incur greater costs. So we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll come to the end of the show. This is The Business Buzz. The, the business 
We've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. We were talking consumer protection, uh, consumer rights. We spoke to uh, Omar Amaru, who is the media liaison training and outreach manager for uh, the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. And we've also just come from concluding a conversation uh, with uh, Mr. Akwana Nobetsu, who is a corporate legal attorney with Legal Aid South Africa's national office. Some big takeaways is just the fact um, uh, that on both sides, they were just echoing the sentence that as a consumer you have rights that are afforded to you and you can actually chase things up if you're not happy with the service or uh, the actual products that you get if something is faulty or happens to not work as advertised a microwave that doesn't switch on for example you have rights that are afforded to you and you shouldn't always take it when people say to you that um, there are no rights um, there's no returns and there's no refunds because as you heard from uh, mr nobetsu the Consumer Protection Act takes precedence over the policies of a trader, a business, or a retailer. So you need to always know what the law has to do for you. So that's it for today's show. Uh, thank you so much, as I said to everyone who was listening. You can let us know what some of your thoughts have been. If you are one of these people that's actually gone into a store, seen a price, and said, oh, hell no. Nah. And then you went and you actually debated and you won, uh, let us know. I can let it, I, I will say that I've actually gone into shops and haggled one or two people and actually got my way so i know it's possible but i i don't know if i'm ever gonna walk into uh pick and pay look at jelly tots and look at the 16 rand price and say but guys i don't know if i'm gonna go <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna go to that extent but you should always know that there are rights that are afforded to you so you can talk to us on Facebook, we are Vowe FM, that's Voice of Vits. And then uh, you can find our other Facebook page, that's the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at Vowe FM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. Our WhatsApp line is 0840784912, and you can also stream the station live on vowefm.co.za. Remember that uh, podcasts of the Business Buzz show are, are available online. You can find us at uh, vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. You can also find us on our Oyono, that's where everything is. That's uh, I-O-N-O dot F-M if I remember correctly and you can also find us on iTunes as well so that's it we've come to the end of the show and uh, with that uh, you know on the other side of this we are going to be having a uh, living electro that's the next show that's going to be starting at 8 p.m. so thank you so much to our amazing team our technical producer that's Akutwano Serame and then our executive producer is Simba Honde together with our producer Glory Mabuza. Don't miss the business bus same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. The business bus is sponsored by ABSA. From myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Gavaza, and the rest of the team, it's good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Bus. The Business Bus Podcast.